This is a Socialist News and Views special interview. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special interview. I saw on social media and in some online news sources about a strike of social benefit workers in the country of Georgia, a country which borders on Russia, Turkey, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. An article on Eurasianet.org is entitled, In Bitter Irony, Georgia's Social Workers Go on Strike. The article says the 400 workers involved are fighting under the slogan, We Won't Be Putting Up with Salaries from 2007 in 2022. And says the article, quote, union officials described as a bitter irony the fact that low pay has meant that state workers providing social benefits are themselves in need of aid, while the ministry responsible for protecting labor rights is violating them with its own workers, end quote. I immediately wanted to hear about this strike, and so I reached out to a Facebook friend to find out details. Here's the interview. Welcome to the program. You know, on Socialist News and Views, we let people introduce themselves. So just tell us who you are. So I'm uh, Sofia Japaridze or Sopel in, in Georgian. Um, I went back to Georgia, the country, about six, seven years ago. And um, I started my own labor union here, a service sector labor union. So I mostly work on organizing um, urban service sector. Uh, I've also done like a few other things, like I've been part of minor strikes and so on. And we just had this really amazing um, strike that we won a lot of concessions, which I'm very excited about. And that's what I've been doing for the past six, seven years. But I was also a labor, I was, uh, well, I was working for different labor organizations in the U.S. I worked for SCIU and AFSCME, but like short term, it wasn't like mm. a long stay. Yeah. And you mentioned this is the country of Georgia. Unfortunately, it's one of the countries that people in the U.S. are least familiar with. Do you want to just tell us about the area where you were, like where you live or where you work? Um, Georgia is a small country in the Caucasus Mountains uh, by Russia and by Turkey. And it's uh, sort of former Soviet Union, so that might be easier, and sort of the home of Joseph Stalin. So that's also easy for people to to, to grasp. <laughs> um, and it's sort of like, it, as far as its own identity, something between Europe and Asia. Even its culture and history has always been something along that. Uh, not quite European, not quite Asian, and tied to Middle East at some point, and Russia at another point. And where you live, it's it's in the city, or yeah. So I live in the capital city, Tbilisi. It's mostly like in Georgia. We don't have like you know. There's some places that have uh, multiple cities that, are, that have a lot of people, right. but in Georgia, right. it's mostly like the center is Tbilisi, and everything revolves around it. There are a few other smaller cities, but. Tbilisi is like the center, and that's where I live, and that's where I organize. That's fantastic. And and you said you did you, you recently participated in a strike. Who was on strike, and what were the demands? So we have been trying to organize welfare workers, like the people who 
like work welfare cases and are field agents. Huh. And um, they were actually making so little that they were on welfare or eligible for welfare. If that mm. makes any sense? Mm. No, it does. I just watched a thing about somebody who works with homeless people and she became homeless and that was in the States. So it's not uncommon at all unfortunately it's like it's kind of like a lot of walmart workers who are like getting welfare benefits as well you know mm-hmm. um and so so you know they haven't had a raise in about 15 years and we managed to organize and have 400 people strike for a week um, we got huge concessions in the sense that comparatively to what has what we have gotten before you know as far as other strikes in, in georgia or in fact, in 15 years, the the labor ministry where it's under social affairs and labor and health, they had hadn't got sort of they haven't given this these many concessions in a long time. So this was like a victory in that sense. Um, and so we got like four months paid maternity leave. All of the strike is paid. The strike time, a 40 to 60 percent raises. Um, and all these like other smaller things that would make no sense to you, but means a lot to them. No, that's very fair. So, so the workers are happy with the outcome. Yes, yes, um, definitely. I mean, of course, we wanted more. We wanted a hundred percent raise <laughs> right. uh, because again, it's so low the 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 wages. But still, it's overall, I think it's an incredible victory. And so. What did the strike look like? Was it pretty active? Were there a lot of events going on around the strike, or was it just picket line, or what did it look like? Yeah, so this since the strike is all across the country, uh, so not everyone could travel. Mm-hmm. So we had only one action where uh, most of the country, like some of the centers came down to Tbilisi, and we had like a big action on Friday. Uh, but we had a protest like every day besides one day all week long. In front of the ministry, uh, where strikers would come out, and that way we can like all sort of see each other. But then there's lots of strikers because it's COVID and pandemic. They were just at home, or they didn't have transportation, or they didn't have money for transportation. So they were at home, and we would then have like video calls. So it's one of the things that's been really interesting is that we organized most of the strike via Zoom. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we uh, could not travel around, and we. We ended up talking to workers like every night, two, three, four hours sometimes uh, all together and then using social media and telephone to organize. All right. So so in the U.S., I think a lot of workers don't realize the power they have, unfortunately. So you started this union. That's really impressive. So what what do you say to American workers, especially in social services or healthcare or other care oriented jobs as far as forming new unions, how they can get their demands met, these kinds of things? So I think in the U.S. it's like a little different. You can't quite make your own union in the U.S. like that. It's a lot harder. Um, legally, it's just easier in some ways, like on the legal front, not easier to organize people because I think it might be actually harder to organize strikes and, and win here because there's such weak labor laws. Labor laws, unfortunately, are actually stronger in the U.S. than here, especially health and safety. Uh, but there, you know, But there's room for... A lot more creative thinking here, I think. Um, so in the U.S., unfortunately, it's, it's a little difficult because the, the unions are so already within these bigger unions that have been around for a long time and they have their own policies. It's not very democratic. I, would, I think almost all the unions are very undemocratic, very authoritarian, top-down, uh, very little room for workers on the bottom. 
I do, however, I do think sometimes in locals, you know, if you are very active and you can get your people to be active, you can make a difference to democratize it, to fight for, to fight for things on the, you know, on the shop level, like being a shop steward, you know, volunteer for that. And, and of course, like most important is that you sort of have to have the appetite to win, you know, dare to struggle, dare to win. Like, I really believe in that. If you do not struggle, if you don't think you're going to win, you're just not going to do it. I think there's like a lot of nihilism and apathy, especially in the U.S. Like Georgia has their own version, but I find the U.S. one a little bit deeper, to be honest. Like people are so depressed. Like everyone has these fantasies of the world ending, you know, it's like, it's like right, very, right. it's, it's kind of dystopic, like, like dystopian, yeah. like the way people are like set up. I think we have to go away from that. Like we must, we must do our best. And I think as socialists, as communists, leftists, anarchists, we have to be the example of much more willful and optimistic, you know, people, uh, we don't need to be partaking in a lot of sadness. I think we need to fight, find something within ourselves, um, within each other, to be able to push through on some levels. Because I think, like, we can't succumb to depression, you know, and nihilism and apathy. I think those things are killers, you know. Kill, they kill movements. They kill hope. I agree with you. So I think so. If something does form in the U.S., that's a... Uh there was a new formation it's going to be extra legal um i uh, if you want to talk a little bit about your direct experience with unions in the u.s well i've been fired from the unions in the u.s <laughs> okay so my experience are quite terrible actually um actually here too i was also fired from the big confederation that's why i started my own union because mm-hmm. i keep getting fired um so um in the u.s you know, again, like I was also much younger and I was also very undisciplined and didn't understand a lot of things and very idealistic. Um, I So it's hard for me to understand how to maneuver in a way within unions to not attract so much attention and get fired so quickly. Okay. Uh, okay. Especially as staff, you know, like I think it's almost impossible to be staff and keep your sanity, you know, because you are really... Uh, scrutinized and especially with like with like AFSME. AFSME had like the same guy in charge for like 30 years you know it's not these are these places like unions are like one of the most undemocratic places you know like yeah. like I said like they don't have elections they have elections like every 30 years like Teamsters for Democratic Union actually changed the Teamsters to have actual regular elections you know that's something like a huge win and well I don't know if still quite a lot of problems but still it gives you some kind of at least an ability to get your candidate out there or change things. And so, like, I was being watched all the time. There was, like, a fear. I have never experienced worse toxic workplace that I have ever experienced was absent me. Like, it's, like, it was, like, people would just come up to me and be, like, watch your back. Everyone's watching you. Like, I was, like, where am I? <laughs> like, it's, like, and I didn't believe it because I couldn't understand. I was so naive, like, that it was, like, really that bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like being punished all the time. Like people could would dislike you immediately if you seemed a little too off what they wanted you to be. You know, everybody was also just like a lot of the organizers. They were overworked, so overworked. I ha- I worked thirty days straight without one day break. That's too much. I was ex- too much. Yeah, it's way too much. 
for a union. Like, a union worked me for 30 days straight. That's just disgusting. Really? I know. Really? I know. It's really horrible. And so a lot of the organizers got a really um, apathetic attitude. So they would, like, try to cheat as much as possible, like cheat time, you know, and not work and and come up with ways to make up numbers and pretend they did work when they didn't because they were being forced to so much. Uh-huh. So even if they believed in the union work and they came in with that and they still believed in it whenever they could – because it was such a toxic workplace, everyone was acting very toxic as well, you know, trying to get away with things. And honestly, I would never wish that on anyone. Like, I, I'm so glad I got fired, you know. I'm so happy I'm out of that horrible place, you know. Um, so, like, SCIU comparatively was much better, much better than AFSCME. God, AFSCME was just another level. But, you know, there's just, like... Like, I was reported by another union people, Teamsters in Atlanta, who didn't, like, we got into a Facebook fight, and they, like, reported my Facebook comments to AFSCME, and I got fired because of that. Um, so... Petty. Very petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Former leftists who were, like, part of revolutionary socialist organizations, like, a couple years before, who did this to me. Um... Then I got, you know, like with SCIU, I was like interning mostly and I got like, I wrote an article about their like organizing workplace, like the what they were organizing. And then like, I was sort of called in by HR and was like, actually, no, it was like PR, the people who did like PR, not HR. And they were just like, why did you write this? Why did you, you know, like, it wasn't that bad, but I was still kind of like, clearly I was questioned and they didn't. Like, I was removed from all um, promotional material afterwards. <laughs> so, like, they were like, she can't be trusted. And I get why they're paranoid because, like, you know, the right wing is always after them. I get it. But they're also just paranoid because they are, like, control freaks. And they don't want anyone deviating from the democratic line. They don't want anyone deviating from business unionism, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is more like, again, this is not all local. So, locals can be different. This is mostly the national, international unions that sort of do the organizing all over bigger campaigns. So, it could, like, it's different. I've never had experience of working with locals in local. I've had experience of working with locals. wasn't great either in Atlanta, but never worked in a local. So, I don't have much more, but just digging into that optimism basket, do you have anything optimistic to say to American workers as far as what they can be doing or how they can change the situation we have right now? Do you think we can? America is the most important place globally. Whatever happens in America gets copied everywhere. It's sort of looked upon as legitimacy for anything. So when workers do anything in the U.S., that has like a tremendous effect everywhere else so like georgian workers can like take over the whole country and like nobody would know because it's such a small place you know and like not right. it's not a important country in the world right but u.s is like hegemonic and whatever america does everyone else follows so like i think like people should be americans should be more conscious that every fight they fight is like even if they might might lose like it's so worth it you know like you could be you could be influencing and changing the world with just that small fight and so i would say like 
you you have to like do it like like us like whatever happens i said like has a ricochet effect and so i would urge everyone to realize that they're even more powerful than just regular workers you know they're like sort of the regular workers in the heart of empire you know um and so i would say we like we must organize you know like we must be organizing unions as much as possible not just unions but also like parties and like socialism needs to be thriving in the US because when that thrives even the smallest um inroads that Bernie Sanders made right that even the smallest had such a huge effect globally you know because like right. because like you may think things are a failure at your local level you're like oh Bernie failed you know this failed and this failed and okay but most people don't know those those little details like they see things very far away and they sort of project images of much bigger victories and so what happens in one place is a very different interpretation of meaning in another place so even the smallest things the things that you think are failures are actually not somewhere else which then influences them to fight and then influences back in the u.s you know to like other revolutionaries or socialists who are like oh do you know what chile did oh do you know what this did you know and again it goes it feeds back into the cycle of optimism of of sort of offensive fighting and like taking back certain things or actually or winning new things you know like even electoral politics or even just like consciousness raising or whatever it is you made every point i could possibly want to make that was perfect anything else that you want to share as far as things going on there or anywhere in the world i think like maybe i'll just share like things i've sort of learned um, with a lot of sectarianism in the U.S. and here and everywhere else, stop being sectarian. <laughs> like, I have to say, like... That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. I, I think it's like, we take... I think I took myself way too seriously at times. It was, like, very childish, almost infantile. Um, like, people's politics change so often, and people who are part of this party or this tendency become another party, another tendency another sect, another whatever, a year later. I have not met that many people who stick with one thing, you know? So people who you have sworn as enemies today because they are sort of against your whatever line may be your friends tomorrow. You just don't know. I have seen things um, change so fast, you know? People who I thought were my best comrades become people who I cannot even identify with now, you know? And vice versa. And people I dismissed completely are actually the ones who turned out to be much better. And so don't take yourself way too seriously. Take the work seriously, but like be prudent with your judgments, you know? And that's something I wish I could tell myself when I was younger. Stop being so damn judgmental and stop cutting everyone off who disagrees with the slightest thing. I appreciate that. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do is kind of like cross pollinate the different movements because there's a lot of ideas people aren't hearing because of exactly what you said, the, the sectarianism. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. You can give financial support to the Solidarity Network Worker Center on Patreon at the link provided in the show notes. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or responses to today's special interview, you can send those to socialist.news.views at gmail.com or connect with us on social media. Thanks for listening.
This has been a Socialist News and Views special interview.